0: Are you
1: listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black, Married, and Debt Free Podcast. My wife Shire and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others. To do the same. In this episode, we continue on with our FIRE series with friends of the podcast, Amon and Christina, from Our Rich Journey. Last time we had them on, they were about a year and a half away from early retirement. Well, guess what? They've done it, and they're going to tell us all about it next. So sit back and enjoy the podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we have a couple of special guests. I'm truly excited because these are what I like to call friends of the podcast. Mm -hmm. They've been on before they were on episode 13 and uh, they're like, they're like our heroes, right? Because we follow a lot of people uh, that teach financial literacy and they're all great, but these two are next level with their information.
2: Yes. And for us um, being able to pay off our debt, we entered into a new new phase and that was the wealth building phase And so when it comes to that aspect of our finances, we really look up to this couple because they are sharing so much great information. They've been a huge inspiration.
1: So this couple uh, gave a great announcement uh, and they said they kind of teased it kind of like we're teasing this podcast, right? And they said we have an announcement, and we, me and Shia were trying to like guess.
3: Like,
2: yeah, oh, I
1: wonder what it's going to be. Guess, but they were able to retire. They reached uh,
2: financial their- independence, absolutely, and they retired early.
1: So, everybody, welcome Amon and Christina from Our Rich Journey back to the podcast.
0: Oh my goodness, what what you guys were talking about us during
2: that intro? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my.
0: oh my absolutely.
2: God.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Thank, thank you guys so much. It's it has been. I can't believe that we were at this point. I mean, it's amazing. And to, to like, to to hear it again, that we are retired, yeah. that we have achieved financial independence, I have to pinch myself every day. <laughs> it's an amazing. Uh, it's it's a gift.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I, I just love that we get to come back and talk to you guys too. Right. You know, because we did it the first time and it was like on our journey. And then it's like, we just feel like we have this connection with you guys. You know, we're always doing Instagram together and like hyping each other up, but it's it's so nice to be able to like reach that that moment of financial independence and then just come back and talk to you guys about it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. We're glad to have you guys back on. Uh, so we kind of talked about it off air, but we, we wanted you to share with our listeners how it has been for you all since since turning in that that resonation and saying, hey, I'm done. We're done. We're out of here. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, I. It's a little cliche, right? But it's like it is really like a dream come true. You know, it's like everything we hoped it would be, it has been that and more. You know, there's this there's this a little bit of worry about the kids going to a new school, we're in a foreign country, we're here in Lisbon, Portugal. And I was so anxious the first day the girls went to school. They went to school on their first day last week, and I could not go to sleep. I was just as nervous as them. What, you know, being retired, we get to walk them to school, we get to pick them up. And when we picked them up on the first day, they were just like, they loved it. They kept going on and on about how much fun they had and their favorite teachers and the friends that they already met. So it's just been, it's been what we imagined, and then even more. Yeah, yeah,
0: and 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 being able to do things like walk our kids to school every morning and pick them up—these are all experiences that this financial independence has allowed us to do, right? I mean, we have been able to savor the little things because we don't have this 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 gnawing thing that we have to go to work the next day or that we have something else that is, you know, emails waiting for us. I mean, when we gave our resignation, we were so confident when we walked in there and told people we were leaving, that they thought we were crazy. (laughs) They, they, They couldn't believe it. I mean, it was hard for them to wrap their head around the concept that, no, we're at the peak of our careers and we're walking away from it because we had reached our number and enough was enough it was time for us to focus on what was more important right our family spending time with our girls traveling the world doing all the things that we that we were we were we were we were doing but we weren't able to savor
1: mm. and that's that's powerful and as you were saying that uh I, for our sports fans out there i'm not sure if you're in the sports but it's almost like that star athlete Right, that is at the peak of their 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 uh, career, and they just say, "You know what? I'm done. I'm done." Yeah. And I'm sure for everybody, it was probably like a shock, like especially people who aren't familiar with the fire movement and everything that it encompasses. They're probably like, you, "You're done," you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: So many, so many, so many questions that that people had, and it was just like we were just like we just we just got it like that. We can do it, you know. You just. <laughs> You, you know, when you try to explain it to someone, like a one or two minute conversation, right. without any context, it just it sounds unbelievable. Yeah. Even 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 today, when we meet people, we tell them we're retired. We don't we don't we we don't we have no other way to explain. It. <laughs> and the looks that we get, yeah, it's like
1: what. Man, that's amazing.
2: Yes, we love it. And Mm -hmm. we are happy that you're here today so that we can learn a little bit more about your journey. I know Marcus and I were talking a few minutes ago about our debt-free journey and how before we started, we didn't think that we could, but it took a a mind shift, a, a shift in our mindset to actually think that it was possible for us. So when we see you and what you are able to accomplish then we think, well, maybe this is something that we can do or our listeners who are listening, maybe um, retiring early might not be anything that they have ever considered. But I hope that today they will hear something that will inspire them and motivate them to start thinking differently about the way that they're Living their life and how they are handling their money and their finances, and so that kind of brings us to our next question about what motivated you to start this journey.
3: Well, I think it, it's a lot of being, like Amon said, wanting to spend more time with the girls. They're so young, you know, they're eleven and twelve. Sono's birthday is tomorrow. It's just turning thirteen, but they're at an age where it's like they still love being with us, you know, still right. love hanging out with us, and I think just. Historically, between me and Amon, you know, we get tired of things really quickly, like our jobs, you know? I'd say Amon more so. Like, it'd be like, you'd get in a job for a year, and then by the end of the year, it's like, okay, where are we gonna go next? And that, that might not be very common for, For many people but for Aman and I we were always moving, always moving, doing something new. We wouldn't stay in one spot for very long but we attributed it more to the fact that we didn't like this, the normal 9 to 5 so we'd get get tired of it and then we'd want to switch it up but we'd switch it up to another 9 to 5 so it's a different job but it's the same hours, you know, it's the same, come into work sit at your desk, do your stuff and go home, you're exhausted so for us it was more like freedom, freedom yeah. let's let's not sit at a cubicle for 40 hours a week and drive to and from work for up you know up to two hours sometimes a day it's just like let's just get rid of that and have this very peaceful calming life and be able to spend time with our kids
1: that's what it's all about you know and uh yeah you crystallize that so well because we and sure were talking uh, about this a couple of days ago the 40hour work week is just it's eight hours a day. Like you shouldn't do one. The only thing you should be doing for eight hours a day, in my opinion, is sleep.
2: If you can't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like you should not be doing any one thing for eight hours a day. Like it's just.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I felt like, I felt like going to work every day. I was, uh, I was, I was almost in a, in a prison. Right. And I felt like I would look out the window. Like I was looking out at this free world and, um, and there was so much more that I wanted to do. Right. So you know, I worked for the federal government for 17 years, right? And I got this award at, at my 10 year mark for working there for 10 years. And I was so proud of myself when I got this award. I, it was an achievement for me. Right. But when I got that award, there was another gentleman there that had worked for the federal government for 40 years, right? So when I got my award, They act like it was nothing. (laughs) You just just worked 10 years. You ain't do nothing. And it was like it, you know, I I respected the gentleman that was there for 40 years, but I also felt disrespected because no one really acknowledged 10 years that I put in. Right. Right. And so I thought to myself, I can't do another 30. Right. I gotta get free. (laughs) Right? Because at the end of your 40, you know what they give you a piece of paper that says thank you for your service and you know that's it and you've given them your entire life every every job is like that and in the end they just replace you right and so you know for 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 us it was like we can achieve we can achieve this yeah in in a reasonable amount of time and we were federal employees and we were able to do this and so when we got focused on it we could like see this other life right and then we started to like visualize it and it it was amazing the vision that we put together and now it's coming true
3: yeah so, and i i also think like what month says, you know like we left our jobs everything keeps running just fine nothing falls apart we get replaced very easily but for us it's us and our girls it's like you can't replace that time that you get to spend with your family you cannot you can't ever get it back you use it or you lose it you know so for us it was just like you leave you get replaced but you get to spend this time with the girls and just make meaningful memories with them
2: right i i love what you both just said about having a vision for your life and what it could be and what you want it to be and then actually going after that. And so I think that's so wonderful.
1: Hey, Dad. Hey, baby girl. What's going on?
0: Did you get a chance to read that book?
1: No, Taylor, I sure haven't. I've just been so busy with work and, you know, with recording the podcast and everything. I just haven't had time to read that book yet. Have you heard about Audible? Oh, yeah, Audible. Audible is a leading seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, and it's great for having your books on the go. I love Audible because it's right on your phone and you can play your favorite audiobooks wherever you are audible is giving our listeners an exclusive 30 day free trial
0: let's go to audibletrial.com slash bmdf
1: and guess what they're going to throw in two free audiobooks so use our code audibletrial.com slash bmdf for black Mary debt free now back to the show
2: so when you started to pursue fire um and you started that journey how long did it take you to get there
0: Oh, so when when we got int- intentional about it, it took us about eight years. Now we had we had we when we when we ran the numbers, we thought it was gonna take ten years. But we were very fortunate with our investments. And I don't wanna say that we were like lucky, but when the opportunities were there, we were ready to to take advantage of them. And because we were ready, we were able to move that data up from from 10 years to 8 years. But you know what, we were actually feeling very financially secure and confident, you know, years before we even got to the 8. Because when we developed our our financial independence number, we developed it based off of retiring early in California, right? So we had this high number and when we looked at the when we looked at the other places that we were considering, we had gone through our expenses for those years. Okay. At this point we, we can retire in Thailand. All right. At this point, we can retire somewhere in, in Florida. At this point, you know, we're we're in Portugal and San Francisco. And so, you know, we used to we used to, we used to have this thing where we we would be at work and say, Man, we should just go to Thailand right now. <laughs> right? But we might be stuck in Thailand forever. So, <laughs> You know what? When we got to that eight-year mark and hit our hit our hit our California number, we felt so good about it. We we knew we were done. And the thing about
1: Amanda Christina, that it's almost like Teflon. Like, so when you hear about people retiring, <clears throat> you start automatically thinking, "Well, what if this? Okay, that sounds good, but what if?" But it seems like with Amanda Christina, like they hit all the what is, Like even <laughs> from, from your YouTube videos and and just how the plan that you guys put together like it's almost it seems like it's fail proof like from from what we gleaned from you all so you said Amon that uh, you you know you have some great returns in the market so that brings us to our next question with the, the market doing as well as it has uh, there's a statistic that says over the past 10 years it's, it's had better returns than it's had since the 1800s so how did that affect How do you think that affects the fire movement in general, the uh, financial independent retire movement?
3: Well, I think you know. Okay, so there's a a mindset with investing. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, the market does well or the market doesn't do well, right? If it's doing well, that's great. Your portfolio is growing. If it does bad. that's also great because you can throw money in as you're working towards fire getting all these stocks at a discount but the idea of the stock market doing so great you know in these past couple of years is like it doesn't the trajectory isn't straight up you know there's always dips always dips throughout the past couple of years and so it's really about the mindset right you put money in you are methodical about it Every month you put money in, you do it every month. Doesn't matter if it's going up or it's going down because what can really happen is as it goes up, 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 everyone gets excited and then it dips. And then people start thinking, oh my gosh, I better take it out. I better take it out. I don't want to make this loss, right? But for us, it's just been be consistent. Always put that money in. doesn't matter what the stock market is doing. So I think the fact that it's been doing good is great. And in the past when it dips, we keep buying we keep buying and so it's just maintaining a level of consistency with your investments
0: yeah and we've you know over this past 10 years it hasn't been smooth sailing for investors you know you have these really big dips that test you as an investor you know the market drops a thousand points every you know over the past 10 years you can think back and there has been some political issue some world event that has caused the market to shake up and People clear out. You know what? But the people that have been investing for financial independence, they're not concerned with what's going on in, in a year or two years or three years. We're looking at it as a thirty-year, you know, project, a thirty-year financial, a uh, 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 life. So yes, ten years has been really good. But you know, next year the market could cut in half, and it's done that before. But the recovery is even greater. You know, when you when you look in 2009 right March 2009 the S&P was at six was it 667 or something like that right now it's at 2000 it's gone up more than 300% right so let's say the market cuts in half it falls by 50% you are you still made more money if you, if you were investing right, right. And, and you know what it very well could but if it cuts in half I guarantee you oh, it's going to go back up and it's going to go back even more
3: and I think for people with fire, people that have reached, so this is really the, the concept for people that are striving to, to reach financial independence. It's this concept of just keep investing. There's no time, there's no way to time the market. Just get your money in and keep putting it in. And then for us, now that we've reached financial independence, for us, even if the stock market goes down, it's like big deal, right? Because we have this, per, Not, I wouldn't say perfect. We think it's perfect. We have a great contingency plan that we don't have to rely on the stock market. We have a very significant chunk of change of cash that we can rely on if the stock market dips and we know that at some point it recovers again. So, I mean, historically it's been about the long dips have been maybe 18 months historically. So we have two years, a little over two years of cash reserves on hand so that if the market does dip in our and our assets are cut in half, then we can live off of cash until it goes back up again and then regains the momentum that it, that, that it has right now.
2: I love that. And so thank you for just giving us some stock market information. Yes. I am taking mental notes. Absolutely. You know, I went to um, an event yesterday and um, it was me and another young lady and we were, we were speaking and we were getting questions about the market and Overwhelmingly, I hear um, people of color refer to the stock market as gambling. And this has happened multiple times, like people in their 40s and 50s. And so when it comes to investing in the stock market and also considering your journey, how essential has the stock market been to you being able to achieve um, financial independence? And what would you say to someone that looks at the stock market as gambling?
0: Oh, that's a that is a great question. I think I think the stock market has played a tremendous role in our in our wealth building. You know, it, it's even affected the real estate side of how we've invested because you know what? It's all a part of this one big economic ecosystem. And when I hear people talk about investing as gambling, to me, those are the, to me, those are the people that, that, that have some money and they just throw it in the stock market and they want to see it return money overnight. Mm-hmm. It's like they go to Vegas with some cash. They're in Vegas just for the weekend, <laughs> right? And they, and, they, and, and they bet all on black, right? And if their number doesn't hit or if they lose half of their money, they pull it out. You see, that is gambling. When you go somewhere and you're looking at it for a very short period of time, but what we're talking about is investing. Investing is a very long-term thing. So if you go and you invest and you consistently do the same thing and your horizon 10, 15, 20 years, you're not, you're not gambling. What you're doing is you're investing in growth. You see, our our economy is always expanding and growing. And when you put your money into the stock market, you're putting it to work in the economy. So unless the economy collapses, if everything fails, you're not, you're not able to go to McDonald's, you can't buy Nike shoes, <laughs> everything just completely fails, then yes, the you're gonna lose your money. But the stock market is not gonna go to zero because there will always be capitalism, there'll always be an economy. People will always wanna put their money to work. And you cannot achieve financial independence without investing. I, I really want to stress that more on our channel because people think that, that you can get to this point by just saving. It's it's impossible. Like the world is getting more and more expensive. Every dollar that you put into to, to, to a bank, someone is trying to take that dollar away from you. So you can't just put it in a bank. You need to put it to work.
2: Yes.
1: That's, that's, that's great.
2: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: And and it's like uh, you said, Amon, that's something that I was thinking yesterday. A lot of times people will feel like, They'll just put it in, you know, the market as a one timer, you know, but uh, Christina was saying earlier, it's, it's about consistency. It's growing because you're adding to it, you know, if nothing else. So I think people look at it like you were saying, Amon, they put it in a one time and and they've maybe just hoped something great would happen and they had a bad experience. And now they have this mindset, well, the stock market is, it's it's just a gamble. But the consistency part, you being consistent uh, to contributing to that is is super important. So thank you for... For sharing that with us now, when you're in the retirement phase, we we've, we hear a lot about the four percent rule, and people you know living uh, off of the return and not necessarily having to go into the um, principal
2: the balance. principal
1: balance. So, can you speak to that? And and are you, is that something that you all are doing?
3: Okay. yeah so we have a modified approach to that so pretty much what the four percent rule is is you figure out your fi number your financial independence number and what you do to figure that out is you look at your ex your expected expenses when you retire for the year you get that number and then you multiply that by 25 and that number multiplied by 25 that's supposed to be your fi number of how much investments that you should have in order to live off of and so whatever that number is you're supposed to be able to draw four percent from that number from that investment and live off of that and then your principal balance will never be depleted so you can live on that live off of that forever so Amon had mentioned earlier that we had thought about retiring in California in the Bay Area, or, you know, we talked about Thailand and Portugal, Florida, all these different places, but we decided to base our Phi number and our 4% withdrawal off of living in the Bay Area because that was the highest expenses that we would have if we lived in the Bay Area and we didn't want to, like Aman said, go early and and move to Thailand because we met that number and then realized, okay, now we're stuck because we can't go from Thailand off of one lower number and then move to San Francisco. It cannot happen like that. So we thought, okay, let's use our San Francisco number and then wherever we go we can always go back to California or pretty much anywhere in the States if we wanted to do that. So for us, our cost of living is significantly lower here in Portugal, than it is in San Francisco. So we, ideally, the the concept is you just draw your four percent. But for us, because we're living in a much lower uh, cost of living place, we don't have to draw that four percent. It's significantly lower. But the concept is, you know, you either do four percent or even lower, and and you're you're fine. But th- that's what we draw off of the four percent rule, but just a lower amount.
0: We, we you know what, and we. I think we're gonna do a video to show people like how this actually works in real life. Because, you know, for me, I'm a very visual person. That's what that's kind of like why we do YouTube and maybe not write as much. But when we can show people like how you go about paying yourself from those accounts, I think it's really gonna shed a lot of light on things. Because that 4% can come in various, in various ways. It can come from dividends, you can sell stocks, you know, you can set up a transfer right from your brokerage account, right to your checking account every month. And just like you received a paycheck from your job, you're going to get a paycheck from your investments. You, know, you, you talk about people, you know, you hear people talk about, oh, I get dividend checks from companies that they've invested in. That's literally how it happens. You get these checks and you just deposit them. And that's how you draw the 4% now four percent that is a lot less than what the average market return has been so that's why that's why you never deplete the amount of money that you have so if your fi number is several million dollars right and you're taking four percent from that that number isn't going to go down because the stock market on average returns eight to ten percent so in fact your money is actually growing wow. so you know don't tell our children this yes. but they're going to get a pretty nice chunk of change right? because
2: of the 4%. Yes. And I love that you said that because one of the things that we wanted to, to ask you is how does, um, retiring early, how how does that in the 4% rule, how does that play into, um, generational wealth? A lot of people, I want to build generational wealth. And this is my goal. And so how, talk to us a little bit about how, Um, pursuing a FIRE journey can help you to be able to pass on generational will.
0: Hey guys, it's Amon and Christina from our rich journey
3: and you are listening to the Black Married and Debt Free podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly what Amon is saying. Like even if you're drawing 4%, you're you're not going to be depleting that that principal balance. So you have that to give to your kids. If you're drawing less than 4% it's actually continuing to compound interest and grow. Then you have even more to give to the next generation, the next generation. And I think for us, so we have this pot that is continuing to grow that we can give our kids later down the line. For us also, it's about teaching them what to do with investments. Okay, here's your account. We're putting money into your account. It grows because we're investing in this. This is your custodial account for now, and when you turn 18, it becomes your account. So it's not just growing this pot of money and just throwing at them and saying, oh, look, at you have all this money now, it's so awesome. You know, it's this concept of really showing them what is important and valuing what they have, but also showing them how to manage it so that they can also allow it to grow and work for them as they become older.
2: I love that. And I wanted to do a breakdown for folks that just, I just can't do fractions and percentages. <laughs> so when we're talking about the 4% rule, say someone um, has saved a million dollars and that was their, their um, retirement, that was their number. And so if they're withdrawing 4%, then that means that they're uh living off the interest they're withdrawing four percent so that's forty thousand dollars a year that they would be living off of this is s- oversimplification basically but they would never touch that principal balance of one million dollars and so they would um theoretically be able to pass that on to their heirs yes that's right that's
0: exactly right. that's a great
3: round number that you used. too and i was like oh man i'm gonna have to do the math on this <laughs> The idea is you have a million, say you have a million dollars, right? By the end of that year, your account has grown to at least $1,040,000, right? Then each month you're taking it out so that 40000 pulls out. At the end of the year, you have a million again. And then it grows again another 40000 which you take out throughout the year. But the idea is, you know, like Aman said, on average, it's been 8%. So it can grow even more. And I don't want to get difficult with the numbers, but yeah, it's just... 40,000, then your 1 million is still is still there even after you take out 40 million every year. 40, or, I'm 40. sorry,
1: 40. <laughs> <laughs> we wish 40 million. <laughs> That's great. So now we, we spoke about some of the uh, fail safes that you guys have in your plan. And one of the things that, and, and, and I don't it, it was such a great video, your your health savings account video. We're not even gonna bring up that on air because it was so vast and just so thick. Yes. You guys, go check out Iris Journey's YouTube channel. They talked about how they use their HSA account uh, to to help them uh, retire. You know, and when you first mention the word HSA, I'm immediately just thinking healthcare, right? So my question is, how do you how do you guys do healthcare? Because that's always a concern. Well, when I retire. What, you know, what is that going to look like? Or, you know, if you have a long term illness or, you you know, a surgery, is that just something you guys do out of pocket or how, how do you guys go about that? situation? Oh,
0: I, I love that question, because, you know, I mentioned earlier, I worked for the federal government for, for 17 years. Right. And one of the things about the federal government are the benefits are amazing. Right. We call it the golden handcuffs because. <laughs> it's like you know you got the health care they match all this stuff they do they do they do all of these great benefits for you and they it keeps a lot of people in you know with the federal government when when in fact they a lot of them could actually leave Mm -hmm. right they could take on other other positions they can make more money but they love those benefits (laughs) so the thing about benefits is that you are paying for those anyway Mm -hmm. right you're giving up your time or your or you're 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 paying for them with cash. So how we do it, and this is why we we weren't afraid to walk away from all those benefits, is that we built we build those benefits outside of our job. So when we talk about having a fail safe plan, I mean we have insurance. You know we have health insurance, we have whatever type of insurance that we need to cover a disaster. So homeowners insurance, renters insurance. Um, now, life insurance, all of these all of these things that your job was providing for you, we have those same benefits and we just pay for them out of pocket. I think we did a video like, it was on how to not fail at, at, at retiring early. And we talked about the way you don't fail is that you, you put these things in place. So yes, right now, what's even great about being here in Portugal is that we have uh, health insurance here in Portugal that is so inexpensive. Wow. I mean, Portugal has a health system that's seventh in the world, right? And we pay two thousand less than two thousand dollars a year for health insurance, and it is private health insurance. And that is something that we are doing out of our own pocket. But being here in Portugal, you don't even have to buy insurance because it's universal health care. Oh. So when we were when we were when we were developing our financial independence number for the states, we had to also include. Buying health insurance for our family. So, if anyone is considered doing this, you have to look at all of those same benefits and what it's going to cost you outside of your job.
1: Sometimes when we have guests on, and, and this has happened with our return, we're just at a loss for words. We're just, <laughs> we're like, in like, awe. We're just like, oh my goodness. Um, so, I have to ask you guys this: um, the last day, and we've kind of touched on it. What? what was that last day of work like like when you went in there and you dropped dropped the bomb on them how did that like well, what did that look like <laughs> walk us through that <laughs> oh
0: my God. I, can, I can tell you that I had I had I had dreamed about it and visualized it so many times and I really wanted to act a fool right <laughs> like I'm gonna be'm I'm, really I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be so honest with you I wanted to go in there and I wanted to like show up in a robe and house silk slippers, you know. I wanted to say, "Hey, I'm giving you two weeks, but I'm taking two weeks of vacation." I, I, I had I had I had all of these grand visions of how my quitting was gonna go,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it was so anticlimactic. <laughs> I mean, it was like any other day. And, and see, the thing is, I worked with some really nice people, right? So they didn't they didn't they didn't give me that excuse to go in there and be like, right. you and you right no, it, wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't like that you know i went in there i felt i felt really bad you know i felt i felt i felt like a sense of a sense of guilt um i felt like I, you know we worked with a lot of japanese people and they take a lot of honor in their work and the way i did it i had to respect the culture because they have no intent on retiring early in japan Everyone there is gonna work until you know they're in their 60s, and they take a lot of pride in that. So I didn't want to walk in there and be like, "I'm 39 and I'm quitting, baby." I didn't want I didn't want to do that. So we went in there. I closed the door. I told my supervisor. Christina told theirs. They were they were they were understanding. They were supportive. no one was hating. I mean, we didn't have any haters. I, I don't. Yeah,
3: I mean, I feel like, so my Japanese co started crying. You know, uh-huh. it's this feeling like you're you're so excited, but you don't want to leave the people. You want to leave the job. You know, it's like, I wish I could just take you guys with right. us. You know? So that's a that feeling, you know, almost, I think what you're saying, Amon, is almost like he wished someone would, like, hate on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had this grand yeah. you know exit yeah. but people are were so supportive <laughs> some people were shocked of course but i think for us it's like we had de- we'd been there for almost three years which is probably one of the longest places we've stayed in one spot and we just had developed really close relationships with our co-workers and so there is a huge level of excitement to be able to go off and do this next chapter in our lives. But it's also a a bit sad to have to separate and, and move on from the people that we've been really connected to in the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes. And we got got a lot of people that um, follow our journey now because they had, they had no idea what we were doing at, at the time. And so, you know, I think, There are hundreds of thousands of federal employees out there, and there's also state employees and the city employees. And so we hope to be able to inspire them. Because in many ways, I felt like me leaving my job and Christina leaving hers, we were opening the door for someone else to come in. Someone else that really wanted to be there, that was very enthusiastic about the job. They could, you know, bring that that second burst of energy into it. So we hope that our story just being I mean, civil servants can inspire hundreds of thousands of other civil servants.
2: Yes, and you are. You both are huge inspirations. You really are. And so, but wait, did y'all, did you both quit on the same day?
0: Yes. We Uh, served it. Yes, (laughs) yes. We we quit on the same day at the same exact time. It had to be.
3: Well, the thing is, we work for the same employer so it's sort of like if he, and we're all, we go to meetings together and you know, it'd be so odd if, if a mom walked in and said, I'm quitting. <laughs> They say, "Well, what about Christina? Yeah. I'll talk to you about it next week." You know, we had to do it at the same time. Like yeah. we're like calling, each other, "Okay, now's the time. We should do it right now." <laughs> so, not even different dates, but like at the same, same. date, same time. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's so dope. I love that.
3: I'm so nosy. I just
1: had to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a little countdown.
0: The logistics. Right. The, the logistics. I mean. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like planning a huge attack or anything like that. But we, we said, okay, we are going to do it at this time. And you know, it wasn't like we were standing at the edge of the pool holding hands, about to jump in, and one person doesn't jump in, drags the other person. Like we knew we were going to do it. Yeah, I think it would have been funny if Christina would have said, "No, I, I ended up not doing it. You did it." <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think you were serious about this thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in Portugal and she'd still be in Japan. All right?
1: <laughs> oh, man, we love that. We love that. The, the, the thing we want to know is what's next for Ari's journey. Now, I know you guys have a lot more time. Uh, there, you know, we just want to know what is next for you, for you two.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, you know what I like is that we don't know what's next. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, you know our our routine is so wonderful right now because we um, we we live in a in a huge city that has access to so many different activities. So we create our our day, our week, our month, however we want, how how we want to. You know, um, the gym is right around the corner. Our kids' school is right around the corner. We live close to the beach. So right now we're at a point where we are enjoying our leisure I mean I I always tell Christina I have been working since I was five years old right I have as soon as as soon as I could hustle I was hustling so I just want to take this time and just kind of just okay relax right we we love doing our YouTube channel because we love talking to people about this stuff so that's a lot of fun and you know what we do from here on I think we're still deciding
1: that's just what it's about having that freedom
0: uh-huh. you know, that's
1: the beautiful part about the whole story you know so we thank you, you two, for being on our show. And can you tell our listeners that don't know how they can reach you, how they can, you know, check out your, all your content?
3: Yeah. So our big thing is YouTube. That's our, our primary outlet to, to get a hold of people or to reach people. So our YouTube channel is called Our Rich Journey. And then we have our Instagram account too. And that's just Rich Journey. So average journey for youtube or just rich journey for instagram
1: all right well thank you for being on and we're going to holler at you guys later Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black, Married, and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time. I'll let you guys later.